1: Hello and welcome to episode 183 of the UK True Crime Podcast, I'm Adam. Thank you for joining me today when we take a look into the world of gyms and also body image. But first, I've been fully updating my Patreon page this week. Please head there at patreon.com forward slash UK True to see the changes I've made and if you're able to support me, then awesome. On Monday the 25th of May, I'll be recording that week's episode live on Patreon with a QA and a afterwards, so it'd be great if you could be there for that. Sign up to join me at patreon.com slash crime for the live show, 42 bonus episodes, and all the other bonus content, all for less than a cheap face mask a month. And a huge thank you to all my wonderful patrons, but especially those who have joined this week, and that is Sarah Catherine, Dave Simpson, and James Paris, who's increased their support. Thank you so much. I'm delighted that today's show is sponsored by HelloFresh. If you're yet to hear of HelloFresh, they're the UK's leading recipe box company, delivering fresh, pre-portioned ingredients for great tasting recipes straight to your door. During what's been a difficult time for all of us, particularly for the most vulnerable, the team at HelloFresh have been working around the clock to provide fresh food to as many people as they can across the country. With 20 delicious recipes to choose from each week, you can break away from the routine of cooking the same old recipes on repeat – we all do it, don't we? I know that I do – and cook up easy-to-follow recipes that everyone will enjoy. Whether it's a quick and simple recipe you're after, or something for the family, HelloFresh have recipes to suit every mood and taste. And if you fancy making a meal of it, you can add extras to your box like handmade bread, goo desserts and lovely bottles of wine. Everything that you need to cook and enjoy delicious homemade meals from the comfort of home, delivered. Hello Fresh, dinner is solved. This episode is also sponsored by Noom, that's N-O-O-M. I've been using Noom for almost six weeks now and I can personally recommend it. In today's story, we look at how many of us want to change our bodies in some way. But to me, getting in shape isn't about losing weight or just some number on a scale. It's about feeling better. And because we're all different, Noom adjusts to your lifestyle. For example, I want to increase my energy levels and to be able to concentrate for longer. And what I love about the Noom app is that for just 10 minutes a day of my time, I've already made significant progress to my goals. And I've always struggled with rules. I love the fact it doesn't tell me what to do, but it just encourages me to make better choices. You don't have to change everything all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, that's N-O-O-M dot com slash U-K-T-C. What have you got to lose? Visit Noom dot com slash U-K-T-C to start your trial today. That's N-O-O-M dot com U-K-T-C. It's time for us to quickly guess the month and the year. Let's kick off with the music charts. What were we listening to? At number one was Swedish House Mafia with Don't You Worry Child featuring John Martin. Top of the US Billboard charts was One More Night by Maroon 5 and in Australia, the top album was The Truth About Love by Pink. In the news this month, it was a strange start as the European Union won the 2012 Nobel Peace Prize. Lance Armstrong lost a whole load of endorsements and respect in the wake of his doping scandal. Skyfall, the 23rd James Bond film premiered in London and in UK true crime news, almost a year after his death an ITV documentary examined claims of sexual abuse by Jimmy Savile leading to extensive media coverage and a police investigation to commence. So many ramifications for so many people. Did you guess the month and the year? It was September 2012. Next to her bed in her student accommodation, 23 year old Sarah Houston had placed a handwritten note which read, If you cannot do great things, do small things in a great way. On September 24th, 2012, Sarah had a bright future. Firstly, she was living in the mecca of world football, Leeds, studying medicine at Leeds University, after which she hoped to become a doctor. Like so many of us, underneath her bright, confident exterior, Sarah was facing an internal struggle. In fact, Sarah had struggled for some years with the eating disorders bulimia and anorexia. Her loving parents, as well as her therapist, had seen real progress and thought that she had turned a corner and was learning to control her eating disorders a little better. But unbeknown to them, Sarah had been taking the drug DNP, which she brought from various internet companies around the world for several months in a bid to lose weight. If you aren't familiar with DMP, it was first used by the French in the manufacture of ammunition during World War I. Such was its level of toxicity, that dozens of those exposed to the substance died during this period. It has since been used for a number of purposes, such as a wood preserver, photographic developer, herbicide and pesticide. In 1993, despite its damning history, it was launched in the USA as a slimming aid, as scientists have performed tests showing it raised metabolism in mammals. It was quickly removed from the shelves when further research showed it increased the risk of heart attacks, cataracts and ultimately it killed people. Since then, research has shown it is linked to skin lesions and damage to the nervous system. The drug has also been linked with cancer and an increased risk of birth defects in children. It was banned completely for human consumption in 1938. However, it is still sold and used as a pesticide. On that normal September day in Yorkshire, Sarah took one of the DMP tablets that she was keeping at her student accommodation. She'd already taken 38 tablets out of the 100 she'd received as part of her latest order. She began to complain of feeling hot and unwell, and she'd been breathing heavily during the course of the evening. Her flatmate, Sarah, had been worried about her after she noticed her eyes were yellow and she'd encouraged her to take two cold showers in an attempt to try and cool her down. She suggested calling an ambulance but Sarah refused and said the symptoms were not unusual and would pass. She texted her friend later that day but her condition began to deteriorate further and it was later that evening that Sarah's lifeless body was found by another flatmate. Although an ambulance was called, Sarah could not be saved. Paramedics pronounced her dead at the scene at around 5.15pm on September 25th. Sarah Houston was just 23 when she died. It transpired that Sarah's latest batch of DMP had been bought from Spain and had proved a potent mix after being mixed with Sarah's prescribed antidepressants. Following an autopsy and toxicology, an inquest ruled that Sarah's death was misadventure and so no attempts were made to track down who'd supplied her the tablets. The coroner, David Hinchcliffe, said, The only motive for manufacturing a toxic substance as a slimming aid would be to profit from people who have the misfortune of having a condition such as Sarah's. Anyone who professionally manufactures capsules to be taken as a drug have the intention of people using it as a drug. Sarah's death is a consequence of that. I'm aware it may have reacted with an antidepressant, I lay the blame entirely at the door of the MP. I don't believe for a moment that Sarah wanted to harm herself. I intend to make recommendations to the relevant government departments to call for a change in the law. This will be the first step on the long road to trying to get substances controlled and I hope it becomes a campaign. And Sarah's devastated parents began a campaign to ensure a crackdown on the supply of the tablets so that others' families would not have to suffer the death of their loved ones in such circumstances. Her mum Gina told reporters, One of the problems is that the police didn't treat Sarah's death as suspicious. They took the view that since the sale of DMP is not illegal, then no crime has been committed and they can't do much about it. You go on the websites and you can see it marketed as a slimming agent and there are blogs of people who've used it saying how wonderful it is. It is absolute nonsense. It's a killer and Sarah's dad saw the sale of DMP as exploitation of the vulnerable and impressionable. He said, Sarah had had an eating disorder for a long time, and the tragedy is that she'd nearly made it through to the other side, yet she was taken in by what she'd seen on the internet. Further south, a month after Sarah's tragic death, 28-year-old Sean Cletherow woke up on the morning of October 16th, 2012, and flexed his physique before getting dressed. He was seeing big gains and was delighted with the results. He'd been working hard on eating healthily, rejecting offers of chips from friends and telling them all of his 180 kilo deadlift weight achievements on Facebook. Ah, aren't you always just so pleased to read these updates? Yeah, me too. Sean was a popular guy with a wide circle of friends and family was also important to him and he adored his 3-year-old daughter. He loved a bit of banter and telling jokes many of which could be considered somewhat inappropriate ones at times. I know all about that. He also loved old-fashioned slapstick jokes. Friends said that deep down he was loyal with a heart of gold, for example one time buying 30 rain Macs at a music festival and handing them out to people getting wet in the torrential rain. He loved dance music and attended festivals such as the Global Gathering. Sean loved sport, playing football, and he was a supporter of a small team based close to Leighton Orient called West Ham. Cycling too had become part of his new fitness regime. Despite being a charming character and fun to spend time with, Sean struggled to find work quite often, and so he was living with his grandparents, they were very close, who he used to entertain with his funny stories. In the evening they used to relax watching his favourite films such as The In Betweeners, Saturday Night Fever, The Mask and Shrek. Sean would entertain his friends by quoting catchphrases from films and singing the music from them. But Sean was fed up with being the larger-than-life character and a great laugh. He wanted a great body too. Sean was a member of his local gym, Apollo Fitness Gym at Basepoint Point Business Centre in High Wycombe and had been since March of that year. Maybe the build-up and the Olympic Games in London had spurred Sean on. The gym was known locally as not being too expensive, although a bit grubby at times. It was a place where pro bodybuilders used to hang out, and Sean wanted to be just like them. The co-owners of the gym and one of their girlfriends also had a side business called Precision Labs, which made and sold bodybuilding aids. Sean was a regular at the gym, and even though he'd only been training there for seven months, he got to know quite a few of the regular gym goers and the staff as well pretty well. He'd heard on the grapevine about a weight loss aid being bought by regulars at the gym and had purchased and taken a few of the tablets given to him by one of the co-owners of the gym, Peter Perkins, in an attempt to boost his weight loss whilst keeping the muscle gain. But Sean hadn't felt that the pills were having much effect on him. He'd bought the tablets from the staff at the gym marked with a Precision Labs label but complained that he was not losing any weight. Sean wanted results and he wanted them fast. He complained to Peter that he did not feel the pills were working much, and so Peter spoke to his fellow co owner, Jamie Chivers, about some alternatives. After some discussion, Sean ordered some of the previous tablets he'd been taking, but in powder form from Peter. And later that day, Jamie dropped off an envelope with Sean's name on it to be given to him when he came to the gym. And when he arrived, he was handed it by an employee who was on reception. When Sean arrived just before noon, he was given the envelope and told the simple message, it won't taste any good. And he was told that the envelope contained a powder and should be dissolved in a beaker of water before drinking. Sean was desperate to get written muscle definition and trusted the guys at the gym as they'd been friendly towards him. And after all, they would the sort of bodies that Sean was after. What he didn't know is that he was about to take DMP, the same drug which had killed Sarah Houston. Sean drank the whole beaker of a bright yellow liquid and immediately he began to sweat. This is great, he thought. This seems to be doing something to my body. He did his usual workout routine, profusely sweating the whole time. And even after his workout, he continued to sweat as though still working on the equipment. Sean realised that his breathing rate had not returned to normal and he was actually struggling to catch his breath. He thought it a bit strange, but again he just thought the powder must be working, doing its job and then he went back to the home he shared with his grandparents. But as the toxic effect of the drug blitzed his body, Sean still could not stop sweating and by now was really struggling to breathe. He began to get concerned and scared. An ambulance was called to his grandparents' house and he was taken to hospital where he began to receive medical attention but to no avail. He was moved to intensive care at six PM and died two hours later, just eight hours after drinking the beaker of yellow liquid at 726 PM. The details of what happened to Sean are horrific. He died after suffering a heart attack and kidney failure. He'd a fever of 107 degrees essentially cooking his organs. It must have been just terrifying as well as agony. Sean Cletherow was just 28 when he died. Back at the gym the next day, having heard on the grapevine of Sean's death, instead of showing remorse and concern, an operation was underway to remove anything that looked incriminating. Jamie Chivers was already on bail for a separate steroids dealing case. He began to panic, And started working his way through the CCTV to delete anything that might incriminate him or his gym employees, knowing that the repercussions for them could be very serious. Twenty-three year old Laura Haig, Jamie's girlfriend, was a female powerlifting champion who holds the British record in two weight classes at the European Champs, and she's at the very top of her game. She lived with her mum and taught gymnastics classes as well as working at the gym. When she heard what was happening, she join joined the others in removing evidence. Soon they'd cleared the Precision Lab's premises and the gym, where the drugs they'd given to Sean and also its illegal steroids were all gone. It was completely empty, so when police came to search it three days later, the CCTV was handed over quite happily, as Jamie knew he'd already tampered with them. But what Jamie didn't realise was that he had not deleted the images of him actually tampering with the CCTV. Oh dear, Jamie. In total, eight people were arrested and questioned about Sean's tragic death. Four were charged by Tevens Valley Police and the other four released without charge. Those charged were 46 year old Peter Perkins, 43 year old Jamie Chivers, another employee, 41 year old Jason King he was the man who'd passed the envelope to Sean at reception and Chivers's 23 year old girlfriend Laura Haig. They faced charges ranging from manslaughter, conspiracy to produce a Class C drug, conspiracy to supply a Class C drug and conspiracy to pervert the course of justice. All denied the charges against them apart from Chivers, who had already admitted all offences except for the manslaughter charge. At the trial, Prosecutor John Price QC said of Sean's death, The minute he drank the contents of that glass he was a dead man, because there is no antidote fully consumed. As little as a gram of this taken at once may result in death. DMP has a long history of misuse as what is called a fat burner, a drug taken to assist in losing weight, but it's unfit for human consumption. DMP is still used as a herbicide and insecticide and has chemical explosive properties requiring it to be carefully handled. The toxicity of DMP would have been well known within the bodybuilding community. Jamie Chivers has been involved in the bodybuilding industry for a long time. If he did not know the dangers of DMP, then we submit as an individual involved in the commercial sale of that substance to members of the public, he ought to have known it. Quite simply, to supply it at all for human consumption was wrong, because it was dangerous. He continued, What this meant for Mr Chivers, Mr King and Ms Haig was a determination, to conceal the involvement of Apollo Fitness and Precision Laboratories and the circumstances that has led to Sean's death and, of course, other illegal activities for which the gym had just been a front and which would likely be discovered by the imminent police investigation. He told jurors how the trio set about the removal or destruction of evidence so by the time police arrived they just found an empty office. Perkins himself was not involved in the alleged cover-up but the QC said he had sought to evade his responsibility in an equally dishonest way. The court was told that Chivers had already admitted perverting the course of justice after he forgot to delete CCTV footage, showing him deleting incriminating footage from earlier in the week. Perkins, although was not accused of the alleged cover-up, USB data sticks found at his home, revealed a list of products sold by his business Precision Labs, including steroids and DMP. Laura Haig was jailed for two years, after being found guilty of conspiracy to pervert the course of justice and conspiracy to supply Class C drugs. Perkins and King were found not guilty of killing Sean, but they were found guilty of supplying steroids classified as Class C drugs. Perkins was jailed for 18 months and King 13 months. And Chivers found innocent of manslaughter, but jailed for five years, after admitting perverting the course of justice, producing and supplying steroids. Court heard that Chivers had been dealing in steroids for years and he was jailed for two years for dealing in steroids in another case before Sean's case came to court. A former steroids addict himself, he now suffers from serious kidney problems but claims that his illness has nothing to do with his drug use. In his sentencing remarks, Judge Nicholas Cook said the behaviour of both Chivers and Haig was wicked. Laura Haig is much younger than Jamie Chivers and I accept that she was influenced by him in covering up Sean's death, the judge said. The text messages sent between the two do indicate, however, the extent to which she was willing to help her partner. I was relatively unimpressed by the letter she has written and there is little to show that she understands the impact that her actions have had. Both these defendants were involved in the wholesale destruction of the evidence. After the case, Sean's mum Sharon said she took some comfort from the convictions, saying I hope this highlights the dangers and deters other people from supplying Class C anabolic steroids and also DMP." Sean's 75-year-old granddad Harold said after the trial It was the first time he'd ever taken this stuff. Hours later he was dead. He basically cooked inside. It was an awful death. After Sarah and Sean's deaths and several other lives taken from ingesting DMP, a huge trading standards campaign began, even warning students of the dangers of DMP on beer mats. Sean's mum welcomed this campaign and said she hoped the difference it would make would save lives. I do hope this makes people think twice before taking DMP, said Sharon. I'm gobsmacked that anyone has the morals to sell what is really a poison for human consumption. It's only when someone dies that we sit up and take notice of the dangers of DMP. and I sincerely hope this campaign makes people much more aware that this is a big deal. It's about people's lives. So what do you make of today's story? I'm sure that we all know someone who's been desperate to change their body. Maybe that's you. And we can all fully understand the lengths people are willing to go to to do so. And with social media and the rise in celebrity culture, increasing numbers of people are always searching for perfection, and it's only going to get worse, isn't it? And equally, of course, there are always people willing to sell them their dreams, either not fully aware of the risks, or not too bothered about them, instead chasing the money. I think it's hard to emphasise just how scary and painful The deaths we have covered today must have been for Sarah and Sean. Young people, both with so much to live for. And the sentences in today's story were also surprisingly low, I thought. Do you agree? Not much of a deterrent, is it? And sadly, I think we're going to see a lot of similar cases in the months and years ahead. Is there an answer, something that can stop this? Sadly, I fear not. Thank you for listening to this episode of the UK True Crime Weekly Podcast. To discuss this story or any other aspect of UK True Crime, please head to the Facebook group where you can join almost 33,000 of us in our community. Or to support the show, please do head to patreon.com slash UK True Crime. You can now see clearly just what your support could help me achieve. And of course, you can also watch the live show. And please do take a look at my website at UKTrueCrime.com where this week there's a really interesting piece from Ben George of Specialist Mobile and Tablet Insurance Company, Let's Cover It. He talks about trends in mobile phone theft. Please do take a look. So that is all from me for this week. I'm off to find some more ways of having enforced fun with work colleagues online. Joy. They want bingo. I want serial killers. Not much of a middle ground there or is there? Anyway, on that gory bombshell, until we speak again, take it easy, and most of all, please stay classy.
0: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. plus. Terms conditions apply. See website for details. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards found them. Software engineers found that project manager I could never seem to hire and found.